Oh, the couch. From the pink couch hmm? at Times Square. Um, we are so excited to launch what is the results train. We're, we want to do a podcast. We're not smart enough yet to figure it all out with technology. So we're going to go second best and do Facebook Live. So here we are with you on a Friday morning. Yes. And I got my Celsius because guess what? It's a great day. And we got, I got lots of I've got the coffee. She's got coffee. Yep. Some good things. So what Results Train is, is a platform for us to just share some of our knowledge so that life and business isn't so hard. And really like why we called it Results Train is really when we were thinking about what we want to name this. Do you remember that? Hoo, hoo. Oh, I remember the hoo, hoo. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know if I can hoo, hoo. You just did it twice. Like it. Two times. <laughs> on Facebook Live. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we really wanted to think about like, what is it going to be? What do you guys need? What information can we provide? Because although our makeup is on point. Today. <laughs> today. Uh, we're old. Um, and we've been doing this management thing for a long time. And so that's what Results Train is really about. It's about being real and saying, you know what? business is hard um just thinking of all the people that i so this week um on one of our platforms for core counts we talked about um, appreciating employees Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to get caught up in all the things that are going on like the to-do list like the 17 talking points we had on monday or whatever. 17 yeah tuesday Tuesday. for our one-on-one 17 things to talk about oh gosh yeah and talking about those and getting those the things done um, without appreciating our people. So it's really this give and take mm-hmm. of driving results and business things that we have to get done, as well as appreciating our people and feeding into them so that they can drive results as well. So that's really what Results Strain is about. And uh, there's no filter, I mean, besides like that we put makeup on and then we have a light on our face. Um, but emotionally and verbally, no filters. So uh, buckle up and hop on yeah. the train. All aboard. All aboard. Woo, woo. There, I did it. Yeah. Woo, woo. <laughs> um, on, uh, so today for our first topic, we uh, were shared by our good friend Chris Burns this article um, called... Turnover Tsunami. 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 So T-S-U. <laughs> T-S-U. Who ever invented the English language? It's ridiculous. It's not my friend. Not my friend. So, one of the things that is a real thing in result, in getting results, is knowing the things that you don't know and then surrounding yourself with people who can compliment you or help you in those things. So, one thing for me is I can't read. Uh, And I say that and people laugh at me sometimes because I have my masters and all the things. But really, with my dyslexia, it's really hard for me to read words that I'm not familiar with. Um, I actually just skip over them. So when I got the article from Chris, I just read it as turnover tiramisu. Um, I mean, it makes sense. There's a T and an S and some other letters. And turnover tiramisu is what it was. Yep. And so we were in a meeting on Tuesday and you said something about um, the great recession, but meaning the great (laughs) resignation and then turnover tiramisu. And (laughs) I just had a moment and I think I said, I just love you so much because words, they're not always your friend. And I said, did you mean 
the great resignation and in turn over tsunami. Tsunami would make why? way more sense. Why? T-S-U. That's, that's, why does it? I don't know. I, I just want to make any sense. Yeah. Like numbers, that's why I chose accounting and finances oh. because numbers just make sense. They're logical. They go in order. It all makes sense. All the way to infinity and beyond. And beyond. <laughs> We've watched too many kids shows. Toy Story. <laughs> so, we have tiramisu. Oh, thank you. Oh, tiramisu right away in the morning. Right? Well, okay. actually, uh, intern Aaron got us oh. two pieces, but we're only going to dive oh, into is one. Wee, gooey, squishy, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Yes. I bet. Go ahead and take one while I talk. Mm. The, um, so, I don't know how to spell or do any of those things. So, when I asked Siri, how do you spell tiramisu, she, you know, tells me, because she's so kind like that, and then she explains to me that it's an afternoon pick-me-up that, and my my uh, Siri talks in an English accent, thank you, Kylie, um, it's an afternoon pick-me-up that squishy kick, I don't know, something like that. Um, so I'm like, okay, so how does that actually work with the turnover tiramisu? And why did that even come in my brain that that would work? I'm not sure. But squishy, pick me up, all the things. So while I have a bite of tiramisu, Melissa will actually explain what the turnover tsunami. Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you are imagine no filter. You're just going to get the authentic version of yeah, us. Yeah. How all of our meetings go, how all of our days go, basically. It's ba amazing. Basically, it's a it's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. Yes. So the past 15 months and maybe even a little bit extra, people have been so uncertain because of COVID. There has been pent up turnover. There has been a lot of reflection about what people value, how people are feeling about work, how people maybe actually started enjoying being home. Right. And think, geez, I kind of want to do this a little bit more. And so there is this professor, or there is this professor, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. <laughs> it's oh my gosh. Oh, yes. It was just a little bit ago it, uh, at Texas AM, who has studied millions and millions and millions of quits and he has started to do this research and he's like whoa people have not been quitting for like the last year 15 months or right. so mm -hmm. and they're ready to and so employers we need to be ready for this great resignation or the turnover tsunami or tiramisu whichever, <laughs> whichever works word you. you prefer yes and it's one of the it's this scary thing because oh, yeah we know how expensive turnover is just in general, mm -hmm. but in April, what was it? Like 400 million Americans mm -hmm. quit their jobs. I think it was 4 million. Four, dang. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. got really excited. I don't know that there's actually 400 million Americans. Maybe. What? Americans. I think so. No. Yeah. Drew, what's I mean, the how population many, of the U.S.? I mean, I think it's definitely. I remember doing the math because somebody because, put yeah, 9.3 million job openings yeah. and 4 million Americans. 330 million. Yeah. Oh, dang. So the only so reason that I, I know that is because somebody was talking about um, one of the political candidates running and spending money on uh, his political campaign and said, I'd rather you just send me a check for $1,000. And when you did the math, it was actually like a dollar per American that they spent versus a thousand dollars. So 
Anyway. That's the only reason I know that U.S. population is I'm around. I'm so impressed theater. with you. Yeah. I remember Always. numbers, not words. Not words. Not words. I remember words, not numbers. That's why we work together. That's why we work together. You guys would have no idea what I'm writing if I uh, didn't have Melissa to correct it. <laughs> uh, what the And heck? I am not an accountant. Yeah. That is a very good thing for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing, so the great resignation, so, four million people left their jobs or quit in April. Yep. And then we, we, we all know what's going on in the job market right now. If you have employees, if you work in business, it is near impossible. It's not impossible because everything is possible. Mm -hmm. But you have to get <clears throat> super creative in finding the right talent these days. Absolutely. I was visiting with a friend the other day and um, she works for a a company based out of Toronto, okay. a, a tech company that's based out of Toronto, and they have so many of their engineers leaving mm. because they have opportunity to make $50,000 more for the same job mm -hmm. somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, if I'm going to do the same work, the same amount of work, why and wouldn't I say, yeah, I'm ready to get paid more? And probably from the same place if they're working Ab from home. Exactly right. Like nothing changes there. Yes. For the most part. Absolutely. Yeah. They've got employees across the continent or across the continent. So yeah. Yeah, they can work from wherever. Yeah, and we, I mean, we can go into the economics and the political stuff that that might be infusing some sure. of this, but we don't need to go there because that's not helpful to you. No, what is helpful is what can you do about it? Mm -hmm. And you really talked about it a little bit earlier is taking care of that whole person and really thinking about who is sitting in the chair serving you and your team, whether that's in the chair at the kitchen table, at the home office, on the road for sales calls, or in your brick and mortar building. Yeah, yeah, and how, how do we, well, we wanna give them tangible things, Melissa, so mm -hmm. what can they do that is not hard? So leadership's not hard. No, we make it pretty yeah, hard. We make it we really complex. It's actually pretty simple. Sometimes it's hard because we have to have crucial conversations oh, for sure. and some of those things. But what are some tangible things that these people can do? Because we want to hop off here and go watch uh, Strong Women, Strong Coffee yes, too. So. Yes, absolutely. So talk to your employees. A lot of employees are feeling like they have been disconnected from leadership for the last 15 months because of remote work and a variety of different things. Mm -hmm. And so leaders are typically feeling like things are getting back on track or people are engaged, but the water cooler talk or Simon Sinek talks about how trust happens between the meetings. Yeah. It's the conversation before the meeting starts about what is going on in your life <laughs> yeah. or the conversation as you leave the meeting and head to the break room to fill your coffee or water. Mm -hmm. And so get intentional about those conversations on what is going on with the person that works for you not what is going on for the employee and what work they're doing. Yeah, so really what we call those are stay interviews. Absolutely. So do stay interviews. Mm -hmm. And if you are uncomfortable or you feel like your team is uncomfortable with really expressing what they really feel right now, hire a third party to come in and help support you in that and help analyze and parse out that data so that you can take some really intentional action 
to make sure you know what your people feel, need, and want. Right, exactly. So doing stay interviews. So what does a stay interview even mean? So a stay interview, I mean, think about when we typically think about two interviews, the interview process when someone comes into an organization and then sometimes we do exits. Exits, yep. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we're doing exits when people are leaving because we got to figure <laughs> out what's we, going on. We get better. Yeah. Exactly right. But sometimes we forget about that squishy tiramisu part <laughs> in the middle. Sorry. <laughs> I love tiramisu. Oh. I don't love the cake. It's, it's fine, just going to be forever. <laughs> yes. I love stuff like that. Um, so sometimes we forget about the squishy stuff in the middle because we let the busyness of work happen and striving and achieving goals. And so it's checking in with your team and asking them, how are things going for you right now? Do you feel like the work that was described to you, your job description aligns with the work that you're actually doing now? What are the things that you have that make you successful? What are some of those sticking points that you've had that maybe make your job a little bit harder than you anticipated? What do you need? Uh, Those types of things. It's really just being in relationship with your employees and finding out what's going on with them and what they need. Right. And as you think about what, so even in some of my coffee conversations and stuff, people um, sometimes don't think outside the box that you, on your team. So thinking of a stay interview could be an opportunity to prevent a resignation because maybe they're no longer, ha- now that they've, a lot of people during COVID, let's just say reevaluated life. Yep. Period. Like all the aspects. Yep work they didn't leave because they need that stability but they might have reevaluated their work-life balance yeah and maybe the role that they were originally hired for doesn't fit their long-term needs and goals anymore so having that stay interview also could provide an opportunity for them to verbalize and you to verbalize as a leader we value you as a person you match our core values and we just wanted to check in to make sure that you know you're valued here. Okay. And asking the questions, because what I've run into with the, some of these copies is like, oh, I'm looking for the next thing. Guess what? The next thing could be in your organization. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the best way to fill a job yeah. is to keep it filled. It's to <laughs> stop that turnover yeah. and never needing to open that new job posting right. because you're taking care of the people there and knowing what's going on with them. Exactly. So have stay interviews. That's our word of advice. The other thing that I want to touch on a little bit is a, the financial piece. So you talked about that these engineers yes. have an opportunity to do the same work for a different company for, I don't know what that increase would be of 50000 but let's just say a 30% increase. Sure. That is happening across the board. So my husband's business that he works in, they have a lot of truck drivers, and now they're competing with McDonald's mm. and fast food chains that are offering a decent hourly wage with all these other incentives. Yeah. So the things that we used to do and thinking about, okay, so now we have to hire these new people 
people at a higher wage than these old people came in at, what kind of animosity is that going to create for those people who have been here for said number of years and now are making less than the people who have been here for a month? So that's going to create some turmoil. So you as senior leaders really need to think about what can our organization afford to do? I know some manufacturing companies in town have just said flat a dollar per hour raise and they've done that a couple times uh, across the board so that they are anticipating that and telling their people, we value you, we want you to work here and we are willing to maybe at, in the short term sacrifice some of our profitability to be able to sustain you because guess what if you have a mass exodus uh, you won't be able to actually deliver your product no. or service so we don't want you to have that so if you haven't done that if you haven't looked up at what are our current people making and do we need to do an overhaul of that um, what the economics say is you just pass it on to the end user you know it's called inflation so just all you know, tide rises right so but I'd really encourage you to have those conversations so that you encourage people to stay and not resign from a position because somebody is pursuing them and offering them 30 to 100% more and just you, you know the good business sense is to try and figure out a different way or a way to supplement that so most or people as long as they're being paid a reasonable wage it's funny that I say that because the IRS uses that term a lot what's reasonable mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> that, that's pretty vague which is very gray which is why I like doing what I do but so what is a reasonable wage for them doing it and then they want all the other things they want to know they're appreciated they yeah. want you to take an hour and do a stay interview so in in that conversation is when if you are gonna globally or individually say I really appreciate you you're a high achiever uh, I know this is outside of the scope of our annual review and compensation changes, but I want you to know that you're valued here. And if somebody else were to call that person that next day, they'd be like, no, I'm not interested. I'm valued and they are increasing my pay. They wouldn't obviously say that, but. Yeah. And you know, it can be kind of frightening. I mean, hearing some of this, that can be kind of frightening to think about like all of a sudden doing a blanket increase. Yeah. And I think it is really scary to think about the fact that there's a possibility that 50% of your workforce is considering leaving. Yeah. And so it's, you know, analyzing that risk a little bit and making sure the people who really matter to your business, which are your employees, know that. And so, so take a look at that, analyze where that risk is and place your bet on your team. Will not regret that no absolutely not so our advice for taming down the tsunami nice <laughs> not hardening the tiramisu um, is to do stay interviews and then check yourself on your wages of your current yes. staff so that they don't have that opportunity to say oh I can make something better there so go ahead execute on those things and you will see the results have a great day, everyone.